us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God.
I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Oh, the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever. tonight for the night of praise here. Amen. Amen. 
Well, if you're a guest here tonight at Lone Oak First Baptist Church, I want to welcome you here. We are so excited you're here. We'd love to connect with you. You can text the word CONNECT to 270-398-5005. Fill out our guest card, and we'd love to connect with you uh, after the service today. This uh, weekend, high school football resumed in Kentucky. I was at my son's game on Saturday night. They were playing the defending state champions And he was out there every play on defense, sweaty, working hard, rushing uh, after the quarterback. And he left the game pretty sweaty. Um, And he got home. And my wife and I, we played the role of the spectator in the stands, cheering him on, telling him he did a great job, posting pictures on Facebook. He was the player and we were the spectators. Let me tell you something tonight, folks. Worship is not a spectator sport. We are not here tonight to watch and listen and appreciate a great worship team. We are here to worship the great God together. Tonight. We've not assembled here tonight just to listen to great music or watch compelling videos and, and tell performers they did a good job. We're here to worship the triune, wonderful God. We're not singing for you. We're singing with you. And we're not singing for one another. We're singing a praise to God. And I guarantee you it's not going to be stinky. It's going to be a sweet aroma to our great, wonderful God. So we're going to worship together. You can worship how you like, standing, sitting, face on the floor, lifting your hands in the air. And then at the end of our time, we're going to have a time of invitation and a time for you to respond. Perhaps you'd like to respond by making Christ your Lord and Savior, or we'll have a concert of prayer at the end of the service where you'll be invited to come forward and pray with a partner or pray on your own and just give praise and glory to God. Ask Him to work in your lives. As we prepare for that, let's go to Him with a word of prayer. Asking the Lord to speak to us in a mighty way. Father, you are wonderful. You are magnificent. You are worthy of all praise and honor and glory that's only due your name. There is only one who's worthy of our worship, and that is King Jesus. So, Father, will you use tonight to be a time to bring us closer to you, into your throne room to worship the King who sits on the throne, the slain Lamb in the kingdom, Father God. May we worship you in spirit and in truth. Draw our hearts close to you so that you may be glorified during our time today. In the precious and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. We're so excited you're here tonight to worship with us. You know, Jesus said where two or three are gathered in his name, that he is present. I want you to look around. I think there's a few more than two or three here in this place. Just imagine tonight, every heart connected to the Lord, every heart connected to each other as we lift high the name of Jesus to sing praises to our God. God inhabits the praises of his people. He is here, and we celebrate that joy of his presence here tonight. Would you stand together, and let's rejoice in his presence here tonight.
rejoice in who our God is and what he's done. He set us free. We remember what he's done for each and every single one of us in this place. Remember those laws that we caught sin and shame. They were like prisons that we couldn't escape. But he came and he died and he rose. Those walls are rough. Mouth. 
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are the God who conquered death in the grave. You are the God who pulled us out of that pit, put us on a rock, the rock of Jesus Christ and his salvation through his blood shed on the cross. You are worthy to be praised, worthy of all honor and glory and power and strength and dominion forever and forever. We thank you for this opportunity to praise you. May we make the most of every moment and may we reflect every bit of glory back to Jesus in whose name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There is power in praising God. I would say that praising God and worshiping Him and seeking for His face, it's a huge blessing that you've got the opportunity to grasp in this beautiful country because you've got a very blessed country. Uh, there was a missionary trip from this church, Lone Oak First Baptist Church, that went to my camp. Um, I was part of a translation team and was there. I was one of the translators, and so we got involved. Very good friends there in special. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Good, who has been a powerful tool in God's hands for us to come here to be able to settle in this country. We were given the opportunity to come here under a humanitarian program and settle in this beautiful country. And now we know how blessed you are, and now as an extension of that blessing, we're also here experiencing the same privileges and benefits and freedom you guys have. For us, it's been a miracle, just the mere fact of being here. God can do anything according to His will. Uh, sometimes we do not understand because we are not able to see the bigger picture, but when we see the bigger picture, after a time, we realize that there's nothing God cannot do, and it's always going to be for the better in our lives. If we remain faithful, if we are obedient, if we keep looking for Him every single moment. For us, this blessing uh, hasn't been only about just coming to America and settling here. Our, our first child, which is an, on its way, uh, we don't know if it's a girl or boy, but we know it's going to be born free. Wait for God's timing, because God's timing is perfect, and He will deliver you at the end, if you are according to, your, to His will. Quiero decirles que estoy muy agradecida con Dios por esta hermosa iglesia, por este hermoso país. He experimentado muchas cosas hermosas, desde cantar en el coro, desde conocer personas increíbles que nos han enseñado con sus acciones, con, su, con sus testimonios. Eh, personas que, sienten, que sientes que te hablan de, eh, a través de Dios. Y, y eso creo que nos ha cambiado la vida. Y estamos muy agradecidos con Dios. Hemos experimentado cosas maravillosas. El poder de los mensajes, el poder de poder estar en, en, en comunidad, de pertenecer incluso a una clase, una escuela dominical, uh, Life Groups, que ni siquiera están de no, dentro de nuestro grupo etario, dentro de nuestra edad. Pero aún así nos hemos sentido tan en casa, nos hemos sentido tan bien. Y Ricky ha sido una parte importante, importantísima en ese proceso. Ricky nos ha enseñado mucho. Dios ha utilizado a Ricky de una forma poderosa 
para enseñarnos muchas cosas, para enseñarnos a ser mejores personas, eh, adaptarnos a este, a este mundo que es tan distinto al, al nuestro. Nos ha ayudado espiritualmente, económicamente, materialmente. Ha sido una persona, la persona eh, más importante en este proceso. La primera y quien merece toda la gloria es Dios. Y a Él sea la gloria por todo, todo lo que ha hecho en nuestra vida. Y gracias a eso, nos, por esa es la razón que nos hemos sentido en casa. Gracias a Dios. Darkness, did he deliver me? 
Thank you. Hebrews chapter 10 tells us that we can boldly enter the presence of God through the blood of Jesus. And verse 22 says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Because we've repented of our sins and believed in faith, our sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus. 
We who are in Christ have that assurance of salvation of eternal life. We can know that we know that we know that we are saved. So listen as the trio is going to sing a song that you know well, and then we want you to join in on his blessed assurance. Sing y'all my testimony tonight. Oh, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Yes, he is. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Oh, oh, heir of salvation. Yeah. 
Lisa Richardson, and this is my rescue story. A college pregnancy, a divorce, kidney failure, cancer, loss of one son to death and another to walking away from his faith and his family, betrayal from the church that should have loved us and helped us heal, suicidal depression, and a heart condition that has literally killed me once already. That's my story, but it doesn't end there. At 19, I was a divorced single mother. 
my husband said he didn't love me and didn't want a kid. And that was about six months along when he left and didn't know what I was going to do. But God rescued me when he sent me my husband, Scott. He loved me and my little boy, Justin. He made us a family. Then along came Jacob, and our family was complete. We raised the boys where we grew up in Southern Ohio and have been happily married now for 31 years. About 13 years ago, my health began to fail. First, I lost a kidney to chronic kidney disease. Then about a year later, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. I had about a 50% chance of surviving. The chemo took my hair and left my body scarred and deformed and exhausted. I had five subsequent tumors removed from my chest wall and ended up with bone loss, nerve pain, and a damaged heart. Eventually, in his timing, God rescued me from that awful disease. My hair grew back, the tumor stopped, and I sit here today, 12 years cancer-free. About a year after my cancer treatment, our darling son Jacob died in a freak unexpected accident. He was a happy, healthy 19-year-old kid just getting ready to start his life. He was a varsity quarterback, an all-district wrestler. He played the drums and guitar, but most importantly, he was a Christian, and we served in the music ministry together. And when he died, Scotty and I were devastated. The pastor of the church we had been attending said Jake's death was the consequence of sin in our lives. But to me, the punishment didn't fit the crime. So we were mad at God. We blamed God, blamed ourselves. We hated ourselves. We were broken and we lived in agony each and every day. We stopped going to church, we stopped praying, and I swore I'd never sing in church again. We were living in Louisiana at the time of Jake's death, so Scotty's company transferred us to Paducah, Kentucky, so we could be closer to our family while we were grieving. But our family didn't know how to help us, and everyone just sort of pulled away. We were living in a place we'd never been before, where we knew absolutely no one. And the loneliness we felt was overwhelming. We knew we needed help, and eventually ended up at a grief share class at Lone Oak First Baptist Church. We found people there who understood our pain and helped us process our grief. They even invited us to Sunday service. This was the first Southern Baptist Church we had ever been to, and certainly the largest church we had ever attended. The people here through grief share and Bible study and life group and Brother Dan just preaching the word taught us more about God's love and mercy and grace than we had ever heard before in our lives. They made us feel loved and cared for, like we finally had a place to belong. They literally loved us back to the Lord. God had rescued me again. He even gave me a wonderful part-time job working for the Minister of Music, Mark Swadley, who helped me find my voice again and return to serving the Lord in music. In 2017, Scotty was transferred to Arkansas. We didn't want to leave Paducah and Lone Oak and couldn't understand why God had closed so many doors here. But not long after we moved, we understood why. My heart condition had gotten worse and progressed to a life-threatening stage. We live 30 minutes from the Arkansas Heart Hospital and Transplant Institute. The doctors there said I needed a pacemaker, defibrillator device, 
and if I didn't get it, I had less than a 50% chance of living one year. So I had the surgery, and three days shy of the one-year anniversary of getting the device, the right side of my heart stopped beating. The device shocked it back. So if God wouldn't have sent us to that particular place at that particular time, I wouldn't be sitting here today. He rescued me again. A few years ago, we decided it was time to stop traveling and plan for retirement. And of all the places we've lived, Paducah is our favorite. And it's all because of this church. It's not the building or any one particular person or ministry. It's everything. The spirit you feel when you walk through the door. The love you feel worshiping God together with his people. And the truth of God's word that you hear preached from the pulpit. This is the place where God rescued me and my husband from the very pits of grief and depression and despair. This is the place where God gave us a new purpose and a new home and where he restored our joy. It's where we want to serve him. So now I trade at Vanderbilt and my heart function has improved from 21 to 45%, which is the best my heart has worked in many years. I've even been able to return to work. I've learned that God will always rescue me, but it's in his time and in his way so I must be still and wait on him to do so. Jacob's favorite scripture is etched on his headstone. It's Isaiah 40:31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The Lord will rescue you too. Just keep waiting on him. He'll show up at just the right time in just the right ways and work miracles you can't even begin to imagine.
I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, but the goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. You can remain standing. We're about to sing some more. The Lord has been so faithful to his people through countless generations. And we're crying out to that same God tonight. When we bring our needs to the Lord, he's not distant. He is not indifferent. He is a good father who's working all things together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. So we're going to cry out to that God tonight and give all of our cares to him and know and trust that he is faithful. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever.
Lord hears you tonight, your voice, every voice in this place, he hears you.
that only the Spirit can do that. Open hearts. So you call on Him by His Spirit tonight. thank you that you're here with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. I've always believed in miracles and realized I've often taken those miracles in life for granted. Miracles like our children, our grandchildren, the comfort and strength I've received when I've got unfavorable news or the passing of a loved one. I know these are all miracles orchestrated by our God, but on January 12, 2022, my understanding of what miracles are and how God's love for his children became so evident. January 12th was a beautiful day. The air was crisp, the sun was shining, and I'd taken off work to go with Lori to get our new puppy. We'd gotten about five miles from home when for an unknown reason, a young man crossed the center line and hit us head on at 55 miles an hour. Milliseconds seemed like minutes, but there was no time to react, and the impact occurred. Immediately following the impact, I remember looking at my sweet wife and asking her if she was okay. She told me her back was hurting, and I remember thinking, that can't be good, since she had just had back surgery about 12 weeks before. I told her to sit still, and I would get out and come around and get her door open. I'm sure I was full of adrenaline. It wasn't yielding to my own pain, and I got out to get to her side of the car. And when I got to the door, surprisingly, it opened with ease. I was able to assess Lori, and again, she tells me she's okay, but her back is hurting her pretty bad. I remember she kept asking me how I was and telling me I needed to sit down. I assured her I was doing okay and didn't need to sit down. What I didn't tell her is I was starting to feel the pain of the impact, and I was hurting, but I knew I needed to get her comfortable until help arrived. Once she was as comfortable as I could get her, I stepped back, and at that moment, I realized how bad the situation was. On our vehicle from the windshield out, was gone. And the truck that hit us was pretty much destroyed. I remember thinking at that moment, there's no way the person driving that truck was still alive. It was a horrible scene. The first responders arrived quickly and I thank God for them and what they do day in and day out. They secured the scene and they transported all three of us to the hospital. I was released after a few hours and the young man that hit us only a few days, but Lori would remain in the hospital for four weeks. As bad as all this sounds, we're still blessed and we knew it. Lori's injuries had nothing to do with her previous back surgery. She had a fractured sacrum, which was below her previous surgery and required an orthopedic spine surgery if normal healing didn't occur. The day following the accident, I could hardly move. I was hurting so bad, but there were things that needed to be removed from our vehicle. A dear friend picked me up and took me to our wrecked vehicle, and all I could do was praise God when I saw it. The vehicle cab was perfectly intact, but the whole front end was gone. Looking back, it's amazing how God puts everything together at just the right time. For Lori to come home from the hospital, we would have to have a ramp into the house. I knew we had a group from our church that could build us a ramp, but before arrangements could be made, a group from Marion, Illinois called the Kingdom Builders contacted me. 
They wanted to come to Paducah and build us a ramp. Our church was ready for the task, but God was at work and I felt it in my heart. So the team from Marion came down, come to find out they needed me as much as I needed them. Our God is so amazing. After a few weeks home and very slow healing to Lori's sacrum, we knew we needed to see the orthopedic surgeon. What do you know? God brought that surgeon to our church and placed him in my men's prayer group. He told us up front that she would not be the same she was prior to the wreck, but he felt with God's grace he could help her. He successfully performed an eight-hour surgery and told us again she would not be the same, but she'd be able to have more good days than bad. There's so much more to this chapter in our life, but the bottom line is this. We are blessed and we know without a shadow of a doubt we experienced the miracle that 12th day of January 2022 at 9.36 in the morning. Statistically, all three of us should not have survived that horrible wreck. We have scars, mental, physical, and emotional, but I can assure you the scars we carry from this wreck are in no comparison to the scar Jesus carried because of my sin and for the sins of the human race. Why God protected us that day? Still not clear, but I can only assume it's because he's not done with us. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This trial has strengthened our relationship with the Lord, and we will spend the rest of our days giving him praise for the blessings he has richly poured out upon us.
tonight in our videos, you heard stories from Waldo and Lisa and John of heartbreak, of tragedy, of pain, grief, and despair. And I'm sure some of you could have done a video as well that described your pain. And so the question we have to ask ourselves is, where does our hope come from? In a world full of pain and despair and disappointment, where do we look to for hope? And the answer is the gospel. The gospel can be described in four words, for those of you who are not familiar with it. God, man, Christ, response. That God, the almighty God, the creator of the world, the holy, infinite, full of love and just God, created man. His prized possession you are. The Bible says that you were made in his image, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you and you are his pride and joy. But because of sin, we have left, been left separated from God. We are not dwelling with God because sin has separated us from the Holy One. But God loved us so much that He sent Christ. Jesus Christ, His Son, who lived a perfect life, who was fully God and fully man, who gave His life on the cross to pay for the debt of sin for all those who believe in him and raised from the grave so that you and I who follow him as Lord and Savior can be raised as well. In fact, God loved us so much. We see in Bethlehem, it shows us that God is with us. Calvary shows us that God is for us. And Pentecost shows us that God is in us. God, man, Christ Response. You know, the Bible says that each of us have to give a response on what we will do with Jesus. What we will do with this great truth of the gospel. And we can choose to reject it or we can choose to accept it to follow him. And tonight I want to share with you a few responses that you can make as we go into our next song. Some of you are here and you've yet to make Jesus your Lord. You are sitting on the throne of your life and you are in charge of your life. And you've realized tonight, I need to get off the throne and place Jesus on the throne. Maybe tonight you feel convicted of your sin. You want to turn from your sin, to make a 180 degree turn and repent from your sin and run to Jesus. How do you do that? Well, just listen to the words of the song we just heard. Speak Jesus. In fact, in Romans 10, 9, it says this, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. You can be saved today by speaking Jesus and saying, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I'm a sinner. I want to be clean. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave, and I want to follow you with my life. You can make that decision in a few moments. You may be here today and you realize you became a Christian a while back, but you're not following Jesus. And you need to say, I need to place him as the boss, the leader, the, the authority in my life. And I want to rededicate my life tonight to say, I'm following after him. For others of you tonight, you want to respond by just praying to God. That's where I'm going to be. 
I'm going to be down front. I'm going to invite you to join me for a concert of prayer. Here on our front pews, you can kneel down and put your elbows on the pew and pray. These um, black chairs, you can kneel and pray. You can pray by yourself, but you don't have to. We've got counselors who are going to be waiting. If you'd like someone to pray for you or pray with you, they would love just to hold your hand and lift your need and your request up to our great God. As we go into a time of prayer, will you join me forward? Those of you who would be willing to come forward and pray with me, pray with others, and a concert of prayer to our great God. You remember Revelation 4 and 5? It says that our prayers are in bowls like incense laid down at the feet of the King. Let's lift up our prayers to Him tonight as we have a chance to respond. Will you stand with me as we pray? Father, you are indeed holy and just and righteous and king. And tonight we want to respond by speaking the name of Jesus. We want to respond because of what you've done, not because of what we've done, but we celebrate because of what you've done, King Jesus. And Lord, we bow down in just a concert of prayer, a concert of prayer, sending our prayers up to you, great God, in worship of you, in praise of the Almighty. Lord, will you touch our hearts tonight? Touch the hearts of those who do not know you, the hearts of those far from you, and the hearts of those who love you so much, they just want to celebrate that truth. We give you praise, Father. Move in our midst. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. We invite you to come.
There's people still praying, and so we just want to let them do that. Uh, but let me say a word. Let me ask the ministers if we have any decisions to present. I don't think so, but uh, very good. Well, we're going to rejoice with one more song, and I don't know if my heart can take it. But, <laughs> man, you're, the, the worship has been so good. This is a song we haven't done in a while, but our church sings it a little Bapticostal. We're going to sing about the victory we have in Jesus. And, and you know... This morning was such a powerful move of God day, 
And uh, if you weren't here at the end of the second service or didn't get an email or see online, we unanimously call Dr. Scott Thomas to be our next pastor. And so we have a lot to rejoice about tonight. Thank you, Scott and Carly, for coming back tonight after such a busy weekend. But we are going to rejoice. Just as all those videos said, all the trials, we still find God as our rescue. He's still the one who provides. He's still the one who gives us victory. So thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Jesus Christ. Let's sing victory in Jesus.
Give him praise. Hallelujah. Woo! Jesus, thank you for the victory. Father, thank you for this worship. And we give you all the glory. You've blessed us with amazing talent, amazing staff, amazing volunteers, but they have hearts to use that for you. And so thank you for that and how you bless that and use it. Now may we go and may this charge us to tell the world this good news, how you are the rescue, you're the savior, the victory. We pray that you would go with us and use us. Thank you for what you've done in our church today. You're so good. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.